Feed me more. with the big guy. I am the big guy, Ryback, and I'm sitting here with the third wheel, Asian Joe, and the guy I talk to more than probably anybody, and uh, I don't know if this means it's going to be the the end of our friendship here very soon. (laughs) Probably. It seems to be the way this goes on this podcast. J.D. Michaels, is is that how you would like to be addressed, J.D., or Jordan? I would like to be addressed as either Jordan or JD. JD Michaels, I think, <laughs> rode off into the sunset back in uh, oh, oh, uh, the hell did I change my name? Oh, oh, 07, oh, 08, maybe? It's one of those things that I, uh, you when you meet another wrestler, though, by their name, it kind of sticks with it. I always just refer to it, just JD Michaels is forever in my head, but I, JD is what I, we will simply refer to you as for this show. And, uh, no, oh, yeah, because that's what my name was when, when you, when I met you. Yeah. So that's why it's just always like, it, it's just the way it is. I, there's people that call me Skippy still, wrestlers that met me when I was Skip Sheffield. And <laughs> it's just, it's weird. I hear it and they're like, hey, Skippy, but that's how they first met me. So yeah. it's just like it sticks in, in people's heads and whatnot. But it's now time for the wrestling news with my man, Ace Mike Malero. Ace, how you doing this week? It's still real to me, damn it. <laughs> Good, everything's good over here in Jersey. How are you guys over there in Vegas uh, watching the game? We're doing great. We got we got our buddy JD, JD Michaels with Iron Attitude with us this week, and uh, as everybody knows, and uh, we're looking forward to uh, what you have for us and what's going on in the in the world of wrestling. Cool. Uh, let's start with uh, actually we'll start with uh, something from tonight. I uh, saw so I know you saw this because uh, Kofi Kingston posted a picture of himself staring at a poster of you. <laughs> saying five years ago in Edmonton, now today in uh, Lafayetteville, he still haunts me, right at Ryback 22. Uh, five years ago, uh, they had this great segment where uh, you powerbombed him through a table, then another table, then another table. And I've always had a question about that segment. Was that you feeding off the crowd, or was that actually supposed to be exactly that way with the three tables? Uh, no, no, I, I wish I was that good. I uh, That was me following <laughs> orders as planned. <laughs> the... Uh, the crowd just happened. We didn't think that they uh, <laughs> they just started cheering for it. I'll never forget. It was in Edmonton. I be- and, uh, yeah. The, uh, yeah, they just loved the violence, I think. And Kofi actually had bone chips in his elbow and needed to go have surgery. And uh, so they used that as another opportunity to get me more heat with the internet fans and said that I injured him and uh, he needed surgery on his arm. So that's... Uh, that, that that didn't do me any favors either, but it was uh, it was a lot of fun. That's my hometown. That is that is. It's, were you there that night? No, but I was outside the building and I slipped everybody five bucks and I said, "Cheer right back." I needed all the help I could get back then. Thank you. It was. Uh, I, just, I just remember. I just remember it was so great. The crowd was chanting, "One more table, one more table," and you grabbed another one, and then one more table, and you grabbed a third one. So I was, that was such a great segment. So. If I would have been able to see into the future how my career was going to go for the, about the next year, shortly after that, I would have said "fuck it" and just got another table. But it was at that point I was still uh, trying to do, you know, be a good soldier 
But uh, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. No. So were, were these tables like out in the open, or did you like grab tables randomly? Because no, no, that we keep tables under the ring. It's professional sure, wrestling. So sure, you... but how many? Th- at, at what point do you stop? <laughs> like, do you run out of tables? No, they well, they, they make sure for like stuff like that when there's going to be for TV. Yeah. Like, uh, if you're doing a tables match, they will have li- literally twenty tables under 20 there. Tables. You won't need all of them, but the legs break on these tables. Sure, it's of pretty course. common. It used to happen with me and Cena all the time. So I'm curious if anybody gone through all those tables. <laughs> I mean, it, me and Cena have used quite a few yeah. doing doing some main events, but it was, uh, yeah, that was only three that night. But they they had plenty under there and, and stuff. So we could have extended that segment had we wanted, but I don't think Kofi would have appreciated that very much. Four Just, hours later, yeah, <laughs> table the, number five hundred sixty. <laughs> power bumbled through seventeen tables. No, but. That was a good time. He's, I right. like Kofi's one of my favorite people. I like him a lot. All right, let's get back to wrestling news. Uh, apparently, WF is set to announce big changes to their pay-per-views. It looks like WF may be extending the length of their pay-per-view events and that they're co-branded with the Raw and SmackDown rosters as a way to fit more talents on the card. WF has already reached out to their international broadcast partners, including In Demand and Sky TV, to inform them that pay-per-view events will now begin at 7 p.m., starting with the June 17th Money in the Bank pay-per-view. This means that the kickoff show will start likely start at 6 p.m. and that some of the actual pay-per-view events will long, run longer than four hours. It's also noted that major events like SummerSlam could run even longer than that. Uh, we talked about this a little last week. You know, extending the length of shows a double-edged sword. I mean, it's great it opens up town for more people, but as a viewer, it's you know, hard to t- find time to watch all the wrestling that's on now. So doing every pay-per-view at four hours is kind of a little bit crazy to me, but. Yeah, no, that is uh, it's a great opportunity to get more talent on there, but. JD, what do you what do you think about four hours for regular pay per views? It's too long. I understand, you know, trying to get more talent on there, but you know, one of the things that wasn't broken about the way the business used to be was, you know, the cream of the crop were the ones that got on the pay per view, and that's what uh, drove the competition for everybody to try and outperform each other. And it's a situation now where. You know, four hours for a regular pay-per-view, five hours, you know. So what's WrestleMania have to be? Because that was one of the things <laughs> that they did to make WrestleMania special. I mean, 17 hours there is now. Such, you... Yeah, I mean, there is such a thing as is too much and oversaturation. And you throw in the fact that, you know, the week before you got a three-hour Raw, a two-hour SmackDown, a one-hour NXT, and then there's an NXT TakeOver and then the pay-per-view, and then Raw, and then SmackDown. I mean, you're looking at 15 to 18 hours of, of uh, yeah. content in a one-week period. And, I mean, it's just, it's. I think it's too much. Well, SmackDown, too, they're talking, could possibly be going to three hours, which every, it's just, it, it's, again, I, I, I get it. As a talent, you, you, it's, you look at that, and it gets more people paydays. But it, again, you you bring up a great point of that. It was always the cream of the crop that that got on the pay per views, and that was what kind of made the pay per views mean something. Mean, and now it's like what makes, like you said, the backlash any different from WrestleMania, other than well, now WrestleMania about, is way longer now. So, think about the fact that you know, and I hate saying back in the day because it dates myself, but. You would watch Raw, and Raw would end, and usually it ended in some kind of a cliffhanger. But regardless, you were like, God damn, I now I have to wait seven whole days to find out what's going to happen. Because they would give you enough, and then they would take it away, and you'd have to wait. And now, 
one of the you know biggest complaints that people have is raw drags on and on and on and there's so many filler segments and there's so many yeah. recaps because they're just trying to fill the time so it's like is i mean i understand financially bit from a compensation point yeah yeah that they're being compensated but from from you know is it really helping the talents i mean certain people are being overexposed right i mean that's yeah. one of the, you know there's a lot of things wrong with what they've done with roman but He's definitely been overexposed. And how many other people have been brought up in the last couple of years with, you know, the oversaturation of everything. And then now they're talking about adding even more time. I just, I don't yeah. know. I, I, I don't like it. It's one of those deals. It's, again, everything is from a business standpoint and making as much money. And again, not always through the performers, but on the back end and all these other back end ways where it sometimes sacrifices the product at hand, uh, especially for the people that there's only so much in the day, time in the day. And again, it, it, I get it. it it's, there's positives and negatives to both side of it, sides of it, but it, it is, it seems like it's too much. I do. I agree with all that. So what else we got going on? Ace. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Dan had, had a good promo with Daniel Bryan last week. And of course they didn't bother airing it on TV. It was just on a, uh, WD.com after the show. Oh. Um, SmackDown last week ended with Samoa Joe promising to put Daniel Bryan to sleep uh, in their match this uh, this week. Um, and then they had the video. Daniel Bryan said, hey, look, I've been put to sleep many times in my careers. But all happens when I put get to sleep is I get back up. Uh, that Dan, Dan said he could uh, shred J J Joe's ACL, putting him on the shelf for nine months. Uh, I just like seeing Daniel Bryan with that kind of edge. Uh, they also, it looks like he's using the heel hook as his finisher now. Okay, uh, I actually remember his first match. His first match at NXT, he used that heel hook and on uh, Jericho, and it just looked brutal. And uh, I kind of like that they're bringing it back. And like I said, it's cool that they're giving Daniel Bryan a little bit more of an edge. So, yeah, I mean, I know he's mentioned uh, evolving his style even more here, coming back and trying to adjust even more, and uh, and maybe with the grappling and, and more submissions. Uh, how exciting that is, I don't know, but he's he is definitely. Um, He's always thinking of new ways to try to be entertaining and, and to up his game. So it's uh, him with an edge. It's, it's, I think, having anybody, whenever they're aggressive or, uh, or they up the intensity, uh, I think that will forever sell tickets. And, and there's a reason why they have uh, intensity in the gorilla position before you go out because intensity fucking sells. Whether you're seven feet tall or four feet tall, if, you, if you're a believable motherfucker when you're out there, people will pay to come and see you. So it's uh, Daniel being more intense and more aggressive is not a bad thing. JD, any thoughts on that? Well, I mean, it's never a bad thing to have layers. And, you know, before he got injured uh, that last time, he was essentially the underdog, you know, with the yes yeah. gimmick. And it's still over. But, you know, if you look at, you know, guys like Austin and The Rock with things that were over, they had to add layers yeah. along the way. Like, you know, Austin couldn't just say, I'm going to whip your ass every single week. He had to, you know, there's a show got a little funny. That, yeah. Well, he, he got a little funnier yeah. down the line. And, you know, The Rock was serious and then he was kind of funny and then he was serious and then he became really funny. Yeah. And it's never a bad thing to have layers. So, him Absolutely. adding another layer will just, you know, in, in combination with him uh, toning down 
his uh, ring work, you know, so he can have more longevity. Hopefully, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not a bad thing. No, no, I think it's definitely smart on his part, and it's uh, you definitely got to and you change things up, and you could always go back. You get, again, it's Undertaker, Dead Man does the biker gimmick goes back to being the dead man like you it gives you just it's good just to mix it up even if it's not a lot just here and there and definitely adding layers i i agree with all that ace uh jumping on to neville uh apparently neville's wife natalie natalie slatterly posts several photos on instagram and mars suggesting that they were leaving florida and returning to england it was noted by dave Meltzer in the latest issue of the wrestling observer that neville has indeed moved back to the uk Surely, almost surely means he's not returning to the WWE. Neville left WWE in mid-October, poorly over frustrations with his status in the company. Um, since quitting the company, Neville's been waiting for his, wanting his release from the company. He's still under a WWE contract, and his deal is frozen for the time that he's not working, which means he can't wrestle anywhere else in the world. The Observer noted that it's not known if he's being paid while his contract is frozen. Guarantee you he's not. Uh, yeah, I would think so, too. It's you know they're saying the same situation that led to Daniel Bryan and Rey Mysterio's contracts being uh, extended because as long as they're not active, you know, basically their contracts can be held. Uh, you know I always like Neville. I think he's a hell of a unique talent. He's got an incredible body for someone his size. He puts together moves you don't see anyone else doing. Uh, it's always surprised me WF wasn't able to do more with them. I mean they've done pretty well with guys like Rollins or uh, Daniel Bryan or Finn. You know I'm not knocking any of those guys. They deserve the spots they gotten, but. When Neville made his roster debut, he came out wearing a fucking cape. I mean, it seemed kind of doomed in the beginning. Uh, he worked his ass off in any role they gave him, and he definitely, you know, got over the crowd. But it just seemed like there was kind of a holding pattern with him for a long time. I think, you know, I, I hope he gets out of his contract. He can do some work in the indies because I think he still has a lot to offer. Uh, I think from everything I was told from what from the people I know there that he was done with wrestling was the initial uh, information received. How true that is, I haven't talked to Neville. I have no idea. I always got along with him, and, and he's, a, he's a very good human being. He, um, one of the things is, when, when, when I left WWE, uh, I had to get my ear and nose fixed uh, because they were going to stop my pay. Uh, two weeks after I left, the check stopped, which the way around that is to get injury pay, uh, which I had told them I was doing all along. And, and so I got paid all the way through to the end of my contract because I got cleared that final week, uh, weekend, right before my contract expired. Um, and I made sure to make it get it at the very end so that I got collected my weekly paycheck until my contract expired. I would, I would bet, just not knowing the exact specifics, if he left and he's done wrestling and he doesn't want to wrestle anymore and just whatever the reasons are, uh, I would say chances are good he's not being paid. Uh, but I, he also probably doesn't care uh if he doesn't truly intend to wrestle anymore, which again, I don't know if that's true or not, but that is what I heard. Um, I thought he was used quite well towards the end and it's hard with a guy. And again, he's in, he's, he has great intensity and he does a lot of the little things really, really well on top of being a good high flyer, which being doesn't make you a good wrestler, just being a good high flyer. But he did all the other things I thought really well that, that do make you, uh, the, what people would consider you being a good wrestler, but he, um, at his size, again, he, he's he's on the smaller side. So uh, again, he was he was on top of the cruiserweight division. I, but I don't know. I don't think that was necessarily the the reason why he left. I think it was more maybe the lifestyle and in, in the way things are there. And again, he's a really good human being. But how did you uh, perceive things from from a, from watching JD or from what you've heard or seen? Well, I saw Neville 
years ago when he was still Pac and he was actually, you know, pretty skinny. And I remember thinking, you know, if this guy put on some weight, I mean, he was real skinny. Um, if he put on some weight, he was probably going to, you know, have a pretty good career. And he did. I mean, Jesus Christ, he got totally jacked up, right? And, uh, which, you know, it's weird because when he was skinny, he looked taller because he's not a tall guy, right? But when he got all, you know, jacked up, he, he looked like a little tank and it's sort of, uh, that's what I tell people about me. <laughs> it put a little, put, put a little more emphasis that he's not the tallest guy, but he, I mean, he had very unique high flying skills. I mean, there's a lot of guys that do a lot of things, you know, there's a lot of shit in WWE in ring of honor in new Japan, in all the federations. And it's pretty, uh, redundant. Like, yeah, there's a lot of guys doing a lot of the same things. And he had some unique things or he was able to put a unique spin. Like he just, he took it to another level as far as high flying, but he also did a lot of the little things. And he also had really good intensity. Like he, he's a throwback in that sense. Like he worked like a guy that made you believe or could make you believe yeah. that he was, you know, fucking his opponent up. And at the end of the day, whether, you know, I don't know, I don't know the circumstances if he just got, it was this, the, the system itself, which you know, anybody who's really being honest with themselves, the system is not about wrestling yeah, or pro wrestling. I mean, it has changed. You know, people like to throw the word evolved around, but it's just it's changed. Absolutely. And it's not what most of us grew up watching. It's not even close. I mean, there's still a ring and there's still people wearing spandex doing wrestling moves, but it's very different. And I think maybe somebody like him, when he got there, Maybe he realized, like, this is not what I wanted to do or whatever the circumstances may be. But at the end of the day, if you don't want to do it, there's absolutely nothing wrong with walking away. I mean, you can still accidents happen. Uh, Even if it isn't an accident, there's wear and tear and you just you destroy your body day by day. So, you know, whether it's passion or desire or whatever it is, if you don't want to do it, you should not be doing it. There's no reason to put your neck on the line. And from a creative standpoint, as a talent, you know, the fact that everything is so micromanaged now, I can absolutely see people being unfulfilled creatively, not being able to uh, paint the picture they want to paint, so to speak. So anybody who walks away on their own terms, I'm all for that. Yeah, and I, I can say from being there, if you remember, he won, it was, and I think we've mentioned this before, um, I, I've always said, I, I feel like he realized how the way things worked up there quicker than most people because um, he won Newcomer of the Year, which was a, a legit real fan vote on for, and not to say that the the Slammies, that, that all of those were in every year are, are all fan like i don't know how much of those are rigged or not rigged but for whatever this i just remember them saying this year it was everything the legit votes and he got newcomer of the year and then that night they had him lose they didn't change they didn't take that and and use that as momentum 
to to give him a push with that or something because the people are telling the people that voted and they said we like this guy we 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 buy into this guy and they didn't do anything with him and I just I remember just seeing him and just feeling for him at that moment and and I'd already gone through my little situation and whatnot and it's just like damn like what more can you do at that like you you have the momentum of them they're telling you they like you it's just uh it's just the way things work though if it's not in the plans it's not in the plans but again if you're not happy and it, it takes courage to walk away and uh people should respect that i feel so i'm happy for him well, if he's happy too that's one of those things too where you know whether it was a shoot or not with the voting going forward with it you know the way we think of it which is logically and with common sense in terms of booking you would think that it would be emphasized and once upon a time it would have been. And I, I swear to God, I hate using terms like back in the day and once upon a time. I'm okay with you doing that. We're all, we're, we're all getting old though. So I think it's, uh, it's, but it's, but here's the thing in my, in my opinion, there were a lot of aspects of the wrestling business that were not broken and they didn't need to be fixed. Yeah. You can always evolve and, you know, cause wrestling evolved from the, you know, Jesus Christ, a hundred years ago at the carnival, like obviously, but there were a lot of things about it that were not broken that they fixed or changed and it didn't have to be. And it's, you know, that's one of those things where, you know, that would be like winning King of the Ring and then going on a streak of, of, of losing. Like they wouldn't have done that. Oh, yeah. 15, yeah. 20 years ago, right. right? Like, what, what's the point? So then what does it say about him winning the king of the ring? It was a fluke, right? Yeah. And then they'll say, but you know, it doesn't matter because this is just a show. Well, what is this show supposed to be about then? That like, was the this... cool part of wrestling, by the way. Seeing natural, organic things. That is what I feel like everybody knows it's scripted entertainment and in whatever word you want to use for it, physical entertainment. But it was those natural, organic moments and things like that where you felt like you, you were watching the guy's success and you were a part of it. Where I feel like that element is completely gone. And I, I understand fans frustrations from that point of view because that that is something that is completely gone i feel like in wrestling totally gone yeah it was a great point sorry that's a great point and that's that's part of the thing with roman it's again it was like it and i understand it from a business standpoint and and it's stability and it's a guy he sells merchandise and, and i love roman i think he's i think he's absolutely amazing and none of this anything is and people I think people that boo him actually like him still. It's just a matter of, I think it's it's not him they're booing necessarily. It's the system that has been created out of this. And it started with Cena. And that. And again, I'm of the belief, you let you let whoever gets hot, get hot, and you run with it, and you capitalize on it. And it's like, if Daniel Bryan is hot for six or seven or eight months, you fucking run with it. If Roman surpasses him for the next year, you run with Roman. And you just, it's just a, it, this day and age with everyone with their phones and ADD and short attention spans anyways, I just think it makes for a better product overall. And you, you get to see guys and, and guys can always still stay at a high level, but it makes the, the, it raises the competition level amongst talents because you see that there actually is an opportunity for you to, to grab that brass ring and not just all of a sudden get really, really over and then boom, shut down or you know what I mean? So that's like, I just, yeah. it's completely different nowadays, but it's the way that, that's the way they choose to do it. So, I mean, it, do you think it's just because they're afraid of you know any one person getting bigger than the WWE as a whole? I mean, I mean see I guys like Zack Ryder. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the I don't I, I everyone you hear everyone you hear like the old timers and guys talk about it, 
I'm telling you, it, 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 it's just the way that they do business now. And it's it's completely by design. And I don't know, and I go back and I it can just, Triple H telling me, that, Ryan, there will never be another marquee superstar here ever again when my first contract negotiations were, were coming up. So that always just stuck with me. It just, it may, it's hearing that and being there and, and having that information firsthand told to me and seeing how the way things are done time and time again. It just, it, for whatever reason, that's just the way they choose to do business. Now, whether that's because guys burned them in the past, which again would come back because the, probably the way they were being treated, which is why they got burned to begin with, but it's just, it is what it is. No, I don't, I, I don't think they're afraid of any one person becoming bigger than the WWE because the WWE is bigger than ever. Yeah. I think it's a situation of the business model has changed drastically, you know, and this all revolves around why the product, the quality of the product isn't there. And that is absolutely not a reflection of any of the talent. It's a situation of back in the day. Here we go again. Um, they needed ticket sales. They needed pay-per-view buy rates. They had to put out a product because that's how they made their money. Yeah. They didn't have any sponsors or they had very little sponsors or you know, they only had sponsors at sporadic times a year, maybe just for pay-per-views. You know, remember fucking karate fighters used to sponsor yep. Survivor <laughs> Series, right? Yeah. What okay, are those so, deals were now, for, by the way? How much do you think yeah, they so, made for karate fighters? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that, if, I mean, if anybody out there could get that information and please send it to Asian Joe or, or myself, <laughs> I would greatly appreciate that. Howard Fink, Fink is, if you're listening, send that in, Fink. Yeah. They've... they've built the brand to where the brand sells itself. So it's crazy to think, but they don't need a rock. They don't need a Cena. They don't need an Austin. And when you look at it from a business point of view, and I mean, I know some guys still talk like this, like Austin and stuff on their podcasts will say like, you know, why wouldn't they want a superstar? Well, because they don't need it. And yeah, in the past, there's headaches that come along with superstars and rightfully so. I mean, each superstar is his own brand, but that herein lies the issue of the only brand that needs to be spoken of is WWE. Yeah. And if you look at the amount of money that they're raking in, you know, I call them backdoor deals because it's not it's indirect of the talent. So whether any of that money gets passed on to the talent, I have no idea. But they're making money off their name. It's just like when, uh, you know, a Nike or an Adidas, they get rid of a, you know, a major name. If there's a scandal or maybe the person's not performing as well in their sports, but the brand is still making the money. So from a business point of view, on one hand, I see it and I understand it and it makes sense. But then herein lies the, the flip side of it is like, well, how much does the product suffer? Do, you know, do you restrict inadvertently certain talents from getting as big as they could be. Yeah. You know, there, it just seems like there's a bit of a conflict there. Absolutely. I, I agree with you 100% on that. It's, and there is. All right, Ace, uh, we do do do. We got the YouTube show going here. So we're, uh, we're doing, we're on time constraints for when we got to take breaks. We could, uh, we could take one more piece of news. Perfect. Okay, uh, just kind of in the same vein, uh, they announced John Morrison, uh, John Mundo, John Impact, whatever you want to call him, is going to be on Survivor next year for season 37. Oh, nice. And, you know, like Zack Ryder and Neville, I never understood how WWE wasn't able to just print money when it came to John Morrison, John Hennigan, whatever you want to call him. 
I mean, he has a look that screams superstar. You know, he had that ring, the ring talent to match. You know, I know a lot of people said he couldn't cut a promo, but I thought he thought the third, third segment he did were really damn entertaining. Uh, you know, after leaving WWE, he's matched had a pretty good run with Lucha and Impact, and he's done some acting with Boone, and uh, he's play, playing Eternal Warrior and Ninjak versus Ninja, the uh, Universe. So yeah. I kind of hope the stint on Survivor will continue to expand them because he's probably my favorite active wrestler right now. So Yeah, he. Uh, well, I know they've made offers for him to go back. And I just don't think yeah, I don't see him doing it. I don't see him making it up. Yeah, he, but, I, but I, yeah, he. Uh, I like John a lot, and he's super talented. I got to work with him briefly before he left, and I, I broke my ankle actually, and then I believe he left and uh, went on. He's doing. He's done great things, and uh, he 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 keeps his options open, and uh, it's. Um, I, I think it's just one of those. There's guys. They, they you know. He was in. A, he was used a certain way there. I always thought he was. He was. He was popular, or he was liked. Um, he did cool things, and uh, he's a good human being. So I think he. Uh, I think eventually he returns at some point when he wants. And uh, in the meantime, he's having fun doing what he loves. So JD. And at this point, if he returns, I'm not sure it'd help his brand. You know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that he needs to. To be quite honest, yeah. it's a lot of guys. Sometimes it's just it's personal reasons. That, you know. And uh, and maybe give him closure on his career. I you know I don't know. Everyone has their different things, but again, going back to that full time schedule is a whole other. It doesn't leave a lot of room to, for doing other things either. So, but yeah, right. I think he. Uh, I think he. Uh, I'll just chime in there real quick. I think he, you know, he's been doing things on his own terms for a while, and things are working out pretty well for him. He's able to be his own boss and. Yep sort of, you know, do whatever he wants, whenever he wants. And there's, a, there's, you can't put a price on that. And if he went back full time, he would basically, you know, probably be giving up most, if not all of that. So yeah. I'm sure there's a, a discrepancy there in terms of compensation on what he feels like he should have to go back to give all that up. And the fact that he stands his ground and all that shit, good for him. I agree completely. It's uh, he's going to continue to have success because he's a hard worker and he has a good positive outlook on everything. So, all right, Ace, is anything uh, you want to go ahead and plug for this before we talk to you again next week? Sure, you can find Ace Mike Malero on CriticalBlast.com. Uh, follow me on Facebook and Twitter at SketchNM. Uh, last week, me and my sister saw Harry Potter and the Cursed Child on Broadway, and uh, I'll be posting my review later this week on Critical Blast. Good deal. Awesome. All right, Ace, you have a great week, and we will talk to you again then. We're going to take another break, and we'll be right back after these messages. I am the ultimate Ryback, and I'm here to tell you about Feed Me More Nutrition. It is the ultimate premium in sports nutrition. Wake up unlimited energy. I take it not. Stop it, I am all the unlimited energy from the gods above my blood, my my skin. The energy is pouring through my system. The big guy of natural testosterone booster will be giving you erection to the heavens. And if you need propane, propane built muscles upon muscles, my ice 
so hungry, premium grass-fed prebiotic and hand whey protein isolate is what you need. Back burn body fat with shell shock extreme fat burner, the most powerful fat burner on the market today. Feed me more nutrition. Save 10% with Podcast 10. Available on FeedMeMore.com and Amazon. All right, and we're back. Man, what a week. So it's uh, we got a... Phoenix was at the Knights game. The Knights just won. Yeah, six, uh, six to four against the Washington Capitals. So it's uh, Vegas is. I was looking at tickets. By the way, I saw one of the one of the hot attractive females I follow on Instagram had a uh, one of her stories was anybody want to take me to the Knights game? <laughs> and uh, I was looking because this is I'm going to share this story with you. She's a friend of a girl, the girl who JD I've talked to you about the. Um, at Dave and Buster's, the manager, and uh, I went out oh, of my yeah, way. Okay. I put some time in on this one, brought her a couple coffees, went and hung out at work, and uh, we'd made plans on her day off to uh, to uh, go on a date and, you know, the tales of the big guy's dating life and whatnot. And and I was legitimately, she's a fitness girl, which usually is, an, is a chink in, you know, in the armor to me is, I mean... Fitness girls can be a bit of a hassle, and uh, she ended up um, telling me she was sick the day before, setting it up that she was uh, not going to, like, oh, my throat hurts, I feel I feel like ass, blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. No worries, no worries. Next day, how you doing? She goes, uh, oh, I feel horrible, blah, I, you know, I, I feel like death. And then I'm watching her Instagram stories, and she's like, Drinking her bang. Oh, it's a beautiful day. Oh, I'm just oh. like going to the gym, gang, fam, blah, get my nails done. And I'm like, oh, okay, doesn't look that bad. Yeah. And, uh, but okay. And uh, so later on, and uh, check in a little later, and uh, we were we were supposed to, to do something. And then she's like, said her brother, this her brother had died. That was the date her brother died. And that she felt like she didn't think she would be good to be around tonight. And so I, again, no problem. No more questions asked. She uh, then later that night has Instagram stories of her out at a club all night with her friends. And I'm just thinking, like, Thanks. I feel like. You know what? Nowadays, like, if you have social media, there's no way if if you're going out or something like There's absolutely no way. I don't even give a shit can, she went out. I just li- don't, don't. Don't don't lie. Yeah. That's like a blatant is, lie. Yes. It's like, oh, by the way, uh. Yeah, let's have dinner. It's like, oh, like, I'm not feeling well. And then you're, you know, it's like, oh. I'm- We've been talking for a bit. This isn't like, so for whatever reason, whatever, uh, she ended up, uh, like, I just recognized signs right away not to waste my fucking time. Like, yeah. it's just a headache. Yeah. But uh, she has a hot friend that I followed. And uh, that was the friend that posted the things for the hockey game. Uh-huh. So I was like, oh. I would love to be able to take her to the hockey so, game. So, just so to, what were the prices for those hockey games? Uh, tickets were starting at around fifteen hundred per seat, but that was for <laughs> the embarrassing seats that you couldn't take a date on. Fuck. Like it was like the back of the fucking arena. Fifteen hundred dollars, and they quickly escalated to to, to the high two thousands. Um, and then if you wanted to be, if for the seats that I would have wanted, to, yeah, 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 would have probably been size. like at least thirty five hundred a piece. Yeah. And I go, you know what? Not fucking worth it. <laughs> 
You know no, I got somebody sent me a screenshot with that. It's uh, row four is like twenty seven forty. Yeah. Sorry, section four, section fourteen is thirty four hundred, and section yep. sixteen oh is fifty six twenty nine. Yeah, I was looking for the options, and I was like, not there was no there was no good options. Like, hey, I get, I, well, so say question. I say fuck it, I'll spend three grand just right. for, to prove a point right. to get this So how back. much, but the thing is, though, the question is, how much hockey do you know? I know there's a player named Ryan Reeves on there that <laughs> so spells not, his name so, a little differently than mine. Yeah, so apparently not a lot. Flurry, Flurry is the guy. Flurry, yeah. I'm not, I used to watch hockey as a kid. I don't, I, I've actually been watching hockey. Sure. A little bit, trying to, uh, what's another, there's, is it Carlson? Yeah, William Carlson. Three, I got three of three players. <laughs> Fucking, I'm uh, no, but I, I I don't give a shit about hockey. Yeah. I never, but I, I actually I used to watch it with my dad all the time. Okay, and it, the Kings all the games. Oh yeah, I loved hockey as a kid. It was just I played baseball, football, but I just fell off with it. And but watching the nights, I was legitimately I was like, man, it would be really fun to go to a game and have some beers and just. You know what? Like the the intro, like I saw videos of the intro. It's like. It's like an amazing. It's like you know, like um, ex, uh, what was it, medieval times? Yeah. You know, it was like the night, the fortress, and stuff like that. It's like it's an amazing spectacle. We're being know? spoiled right off the bat with oh, our yeah. first sports it's, team. It's so. the entertainment capital of the world. Of course, you got to have, you know, lights and drum sets and yeah. you know, drum line and stuff like that. The so. excitement of, of the Las Vegas. We've never had a sports team, and to see everybody's legitimately. It had, I mean, we. I mean. Vegas does have sports teams, but they're minor leagues. Yeah, yeah, so, those don't like, count. Like, baseball, like I'm yeah. talking, like yeah, nobody like major four sport, yeah. you know, team. You don't see people like sh- repping fifty one stuff on Instagram, yeah. and social media for the Which, baseball. Like, like let's say if if the Knights do win, like the Stanley Cup, and then the Raiders come, yeah. And they let's say the Raiders never win a Super Bowl or you know whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like people are gonna be like, "What the fuck, man? Dude, our our team did it in, in a year. What's yeah, what's yeah. up, Raiders? Oh, yeah. well, the Raiders, will... you've been around for a while, so why haven't you won a Super Bowl? Yeah, it's uh, no the Knights. It, nobody expected this, especially the sports books. They, no, so uh, five hundred to one in what, the beginning of the season. Twenty dollar bet. What does that come out to? About uh, two. That, no, uh, ten thousand or twenty. Wait, twenty dollar bet? It'd be a hundred thousand. Jesus, man, my math was just off my hundred thousand or ten thousand. Ten thousand, sorry, ten thousand. Okay, I was correct. I, was, I, was I, was like, I said two hundred. Thank I God, mean. I was gonna say I was fucking off by only off by ninety thousand. <laughs> well, I think I think no, if you bet a hundred dollars, I think you obviously a hundred dollars with five hundred thousand, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, this is uh, math is, I'm, I'm Asian. I'm supposed to know math. I'm fucking. You're the right tech now. guy here. You're just supposed to put it in your calculator and yeah. get it for me, so yeah. I don't sound like a dumb fuck. <laughs> the uh, big day for the show conversation with the big guy. We are uh, we're we're doing our YouTube show. We're we're going to be getting the kinks out. So I'm sure there'll be people leaving shitty comments on something that they're not happy with, we will do our best. They're to... leave, they leave comments that have nothing to do with the show. Yeah, That's... yeah. <laughs> they don't watch That's it. They a... just... Like... Right back fucking sucks. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we will be working on those uh, as time goes on and, and getting the kinks out on that end and whatnot. And I, we actually... the We got a deal here, just for people listening, that the, the camera that I bought... Only has a thirty-minute time limit per recording right. thing that we then it resets and we have to restart it. Yeah. So we're going to be doing keeping the show to about an hour and a half and doing thirty minutes, three thirty-minute segments, 30 minute segments <laughs> or, or something falling in between that a little bit. So it's uh, 
until we, we get a better camera, because I thought buying an $800 camera would have been all right, but yeah. they, uh, I should have, yours was like a thousand and something. Yeah, it's a little more, but it, it you can record. It was the next one, there's no recording limit on it, right? No, it doesn't. It, you know? doesn't it doesn't have a recording limit. Uh, what can you do? But we yeah. got, anyways, we got JD joining us here. And, and JD, just for the people people listening at home, because we have a strong wrestling audience. How many years did you did you perform? Oh, fifteen. Man, give or take a little bit. I just like people to, and, and again, everything with you can be looked up under JD Michaels, though. Correct. Or JD Maverick. I mean, JD Maverick. Yep. There's a lot of stuff that was never updated. Uh, you know, like the, the Wikipedia used to be real active and it wasn't the last couple of years and stuff because uh, I used to have to send stuff to the guy who looked after it. And it just I just didn't give a shit after a while because it was just what what for and uh, it didn't change the bank account. Yeah. And uh, but I wrestled 15 years and that wasn't like there's a lot of indie guys. They'll wrestle for like three or four years and then they'll take a couple of years off and then yeah. they'll wrestle for a couple of years, take a couple of years off and then they'll be like. Yeah, man, I wrestled 15, 16, 17 years, but they took eight years off in there. So I didn't take any years off. No, you were, for anybody out there, that's why I just wanted to just let them be aware of uh, your credentials. You were a guy that was actually always on WWE's radar, and uh, for whatever reasons, they, they, which things don't always make sense, um, you never were there, but you were a guy that I think a lot of guys respected and always uh what, what a lot of people would consider a good worker and it's uh so and you have a lot of uh you're one of my favorite people to talk to as far as wrestling because you're, you're very insightful uh, as, as you guys will hear later on on the show here during the wrestling news and whatnot and uh we share a lot of similar viewpoints on wrestling and and, and it's the current product and so uh I, thank you for joining the show because it's uh I think it makes for a little bit better um, wrestling stuff later on when we we get into that. I just think it's good to have someone to bounce stuff off of. And uh, Ace does a good job of getting the news, and it's uh, looking forward to all that. But what is going on this week, Asian Joe? Do you uh, anything? Uh, I, any of those um, Vegas fucking pool parties? Well, there's well, yeah, I went there, but I just want to say that I am a league champion ah. in my bowling league. So, um, but actually, I, I bowled in two leagues. So okay. we won uh, first place in the my Wednesday league, and also first place in my sec in my but two different teams too. Congratulations! So, thank you that. very much. The uh, yeah, you asked me to join your bowling league. Yeah, and I just said I, this was after, and we're going to talk about my uh, Airbnb property here, which is up and running right now, by the way. But uh, I had just gotten my uh, a notice. Uh, and uh, I was a little distracted. I was just like, I can't add a, uh, a driving across town and bowling. <laughs> I, know, I, I, know. I, I'm, I can't add any more things as much as I really want to do that. Yeah. I just think it would stress me the fuck out <laughs> as far as like, and like cause I have, a, I have the two bowling balls and pair of bowling shoes. And yeah. The, like I, I will really get into this. Exactly. And, but I don't, I don't want to get into this because it will <laughs> distract me from what I need to be focusing on. I know, but it's just, a good, you know, it's a good way to like maybe a couple hours, you know, this, cause I like, I like bowling because it just, it's very competitive, but it releases, you know, this takes your mind off things. Yeah. You know, and so it's like... I need more physical. Like I need stuff where if I get my ass kicked, I could physically fucking take control. Not like, oh, I got to pick up this, what, 11, 
what is the fucking hardest split in fucking bowl, uh, bowling? Seven ten. Yeah, the seven ten split. Like, God, it just seems like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Or I'd become a raging alcoholic. Dealing, that could be it. Watching all these guys just kicking my ass every week that yeah. take it so seriously. Yeah. I would be at the late, like, Ryan, what are you doing? Oh, I'm at fucking Texas, fucking bowling at 1 a.m., fucking working on my form. <laughs> so I just, I, hey, I know. You know, when if this we'll, wrestling doesn't, doesn't work out, it's always bowling. How, right? <laughs> by the way, how great, you know, take away the supplement stuff and everything going that route and like within the yeah. investing. That I, I leave WWE because my, my back gives out on me and my shoulder, but right. I rehab myself through stem cell therapy just enough to then go and become a professional bowler. You think I could return JD with that and fucking get a little bit of like the Brock treatment with that? <laughs> you could change your name to uh, Ryback Munson. Yeah. Uh, that would be, yeah. I, that's exactly what one of the creative writers would come up with, by the way. And, uh, me and, me and Wade Barrett used to talk about a wrestling character all the time called Ned Clyde. And his catchphrase is, Steve Reich! And that's it. And just the bowling fucking <laughs> ball and the pins fucking exploding on the out. Titantron. Yeah. And he comes out every time and they, they set up the fucking pins at the bottom of the fucking ramp. And Ned Clyde comes out for his entrance and always fucking, either bowls a strike or he doesn't. <laughs> if he bowls a strike, he's fucking going to get a bit of a push. Right. If he fucking it doesn't, he's a fucking comedy character. <laughs> Saying the next Santino, but uh, that was always we had. We came up with some things for Ned Clyde. Yeah, I know old, old hard body will appreciate hearing that name on the podcast. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, a lot of pool parties though here yeah, in Vegas. Um, you, I saw you there with one of your friends. I was with uh, Emily Addison, and um, the, the Instagram, you know, famous uh, fat the fat Jew, the fat Jewish guy, or okay. whatever. So he was there promoting his like uh, his bubbly wine. It's it's called Babe. It's like a rosé wine or champagne. I don't know what it is, but it's like wine in a can. And Classic. so so uh, Sapphire Pool. They like I guess it's it's pink, and so they they turn the pool into a pink color. Oh wow! So I'm looking I'm looking down. Is like dude, it, it looks like someone. If someone peed in the pool and it just had a wrong, yeah, wrong yeah, color. you wouldn't know. So, but yeah, it looked like someone peed p- uh, pink. What's the deal with going to those pool parties? I see like these, there's these beautiful Brazilian girls that work out at the gym, the yeah. LVAC, and they're always posting. They go to these pool parties all the time, and like, what's the deal with like, living here and going? Do you have to go through the casinos to actually go, or is there a separate entrance where you just park and like? Yeah. I always wondered. That. Well, I think there's certain pools where you have to go through like the parking garage yeah. directly to the pool. I th- I know I know rehab at Hard Rock. You just Rock. pay a fee to go in, and they... yeah, I mean, they pay a fee, or maybe locals are cheap, or yeah. locals are free depending on what days. Um, I, I I think places are packed though. Yeah, I think Mandalay Bay. You don't have to go directly in the casino, but you can go in. I think you go into the lobby and then to the pool. So and um, yeah, I think some there are some pools where you do have to go through the casinos or through the hotel. Most of the times, all the pool the entrance to the pools are close to the the entrance to your hotel rooms. Yep. So you don't have to. But I mean, there 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 are pools out there that you do have to walk. You know, in your swim trunks or your bathing suit. Yeah. While people, I was are... wondering that. That's what I always just wondered how that all works. Yeah, but at at Sapphire, it's pretty much a strip club, and then in the back of the strip club, the pool is at the strip club. Yes, oh, I didn't know. Yeah, that. Sapphire Pool is right behind uh, Sapphire. Ah, so, yeah, but I mean, I've been trying to get you to come out, come hang out. 
But, I got uh, my pool here. I'm just yeah. going to try to get people here. <laughs> you got to get, you got to keep in those get your, Gather your group of friends and oh, just yeah. say, yeah, well, okay. we're going to a pool party. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> All in North Vegas. It's like, why is, nobody. why is there a pineapple and watermelon wrapped with a donut? Like, yeah. this is your idea of a good time. <laughs> hey guys. <laughs> Me hammered going down the slide. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what a headache. So, uh, I will say, um, so you contact me for the bowling thing, and yeah. so I got my property now on Airbnb. <laughs> yeah, and uh, the day before it was supposed to start getting rented out, um, I had I've been booked. I was booked for the next six weeks, and uh, it started filling in. And um, the city of North Las Vegas served me a citation, mm-hmm. stating that I can't uh, that 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 Airbnb is not allowed in the zone of North Las Vegas, which doesn't make any sense yeah, because everything other... on Airbnb has the the different cities, and it says North Las Vegas is the perfect place. Sure, and there's no there's because you, there's no uh, restrictions by North Las Vegas, and you don't have to do any like business like North Las Vegas. You got to get a business, business license, license yeah. for each property, which was five hundred dollars, and then I believe it might even got bumped up to a thousand. Oh wow! Because the hotels are really fucking fighting this, mm-hmm. from what I've been told. Uh, but North Vegas is so far away that it never should have was an issue. But now the my real estate girl, she Megan was telling me she doesn't know if they just changed the laws drastically, just all of a sudden, yeah, and or if it's a deal with the HOA. I have to find out. But they they've, they took a, an extended Memorial Day weekend break. Of course, they left the notice Thursday. The she left her cell phone, email, and then the the email and, and the phone number for the office. She none of nobody probably ten different calls and five emails, nothing. So there wasn't a law listed on the citation though, was there? No, it was, uh, it's, it's why I, I, I called them back and then just simply said, I have some questions, please. If you could return my call or my email, I'd like to be able to, I, I don't want to be doing anything that, uh, would be considered illegal or if it's not allowed problem is, I don't know if it's just the fact if, because it says nothing about getting a business license on there. Mm-hmm. If it's just a matter of, cause I have a business license for feed me more for the house. You have to. If it's just a matter of getting a business license, that's a one-time fee. It's not a big deal. Yeah. And it's because there's more money to be made on my property going through Airbnb Uh rather than renting it out furnished. Um, How much? I don't know that because that's what these next few months were going to kind of tell me that information to then uh, gauge that. But the more reviews you get and everything on Airbnb, the more your place rents out. Right. Uh, So I, I... didn't want to cancel the notice is till June 7th um, that I have to act on this or, or to get whatever. So I said, fuck it. I have three or four, four reservations. I've already had two now uh-huh. up until the seventh. I'll keep those because if I canceled them, that you start getting bad. It looks bad. Reviews, yeah. yeah. And so I was like, I don't want to screw myself over right off the bat. Mm-hmm. So I was like, and this lady doesn't answer my calls or emails. So because and she, even though she left her cell phone, yeah. text her even, can you please was, give, me, give me a call back? What was the HOAs? That, like, you there's, to no, there's, there's nothing. No I've not heard anything from the HOA okay. on that. And I said, that's why I, uh, because it, it was, there was nothing in North Las Vegas. Everything that I had seen is, mm-hmm. and there's all these other listings in North Las Vegas. Yeah. So again, I won't know until I speak to them. I, I should have more information next week. But so I... I I found a girl I'm going to be renting it out to. She's she's going to be moving from Cleveland, a young, le- a lovely young lady. How what how do you know her? Uh, she's a stripper. 
Yes. But <laughs> is this surprising, JD? No, for, uh, for as long as you know known him. Talk talking to the mic Asian show. Is, is this, the fucking, is this yeah, is this a is this a surprise? No, I people helping people. No. It's sure. uh I'm a I'm helping a young lady. She needs a place to to, to stay. She's willing to pay rent. Uh-huh. It, it rent the house out to her. It's just helping a, young, a lovely young lady out. But she's gonna run your. She's gonna run your life. Good Samaritans don't judge. Yeah, she'll probably be my next girlfriend though. I'm not serious. <laughs> it's the, uh, Let's hope she doesn't listen to the the podcast. Oh, prob- about ninety nine point nine percent sure she doesn't. <laughs> um, not yet, anyways. The. Uh, but anyways, I, I, I we'll, we'll figure out what's going on with that. But I ended up, uh, I've been playing. I didn't get my cleaners in place because oh, yeah. this all happened. And I hadn't, I had the cleaners. I had two different cleaners numbers. And I was going to call and start getting it all set up. Because mm-hmm. you have a cleaner's fee of 25 bucks on there. I'd imagine I'd be able to shop around and probably find something for 25 to 40 bucks per clean. To yeah. go in there and do a quick sweep, wash everything. I could fucking, you know, whatever. And uh, it wouldn't be that hard to, because it's five minutes down the road for me. But uh, so I, I had the first two guests. It's gone great. They've all been. Have you used the August? Yeah, the August app. Everyone August loves it. it yeah. It's super simple, effective. Yeah. And uh, I already just got a couple five-star reviews with the first two guests. But I, I've been having to go there and do the cleaning myself. So I was uh, <laughs> the last two days. Like, I'm just like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> doing dishes and, like, washing. So ride back the cleaner now. <laughs> yeah, just so you guys know, those first two guests, I fucking cleaned up after you. But, uh, which isn't going to be the case. I have a feeling if the Airbnb thing is off, it's just, it's get these f- first four people and then that's going to be it. Yeah. Then I got to rent it out. And that girl's not moving here till July. Okay. So July 1st, so. But what a headache. I just, yeah. it, it's... Dude, you spent all that money to, to get furn- that place. Yeah, I would have just rented it out unfurnished. Yeah. I wouldn't have spent ten grand to furnish Jesus everything Christ. or whatever it was. Just you know what you know what's coming on Twitter, right? Ryback is in such bad shape that he's having oh, to clean. Yeah, yeah, clean. do chores. He's having to do chores. I got to just say though, when you told me the other day that there were some comments on Twitter, you know, speaking of the Airbnb property yeah. in a negative light, yeah. it's just like. Jesus fucking Christ, people! You know it's insane. It's one. It's one thing to 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 be a Mark and live in the Mark world and and not really spend much time in reality. That's fine. I'm not judging you. Nobody's judging you. But you know, when you're talking about a situation of an investment and something that's costing hundreds of thousands of dollars, yep. in addition to the fact that you own a million dollar home and you have hundreds of thousands of dollars in investments it's just you know in the stock market whatnot it's just it's ridiculous that they try to put a negative spin i mean they clearly this is a clear definition of why they're i mean there's lots of reasons why but this is one reason why there is such a huge gap between people who have the money and people who don't yeah because it's how they think and regardless if they like you or hate you, you know, from a wrestling standpoint, how you can't say, wow, he's investing in a property is, you know, that's smart yeah. rather than like, I don't know, pissing your money away on something or else. Or just living like, off of it. And not, yeah. yeah. That's, there was well, just I mean, another lot, comment today, by the way, that, oh, I heard you, uh, you're struggling now and you're renting out a place on air. You're, uh, you're renting out a place on Airbnb. And I just literally, you know what, blocked. I'm not even, it's, it's, in the, no, but I, I responded on it. Have you, look up, uh, 
Jesus Christ, what was the fucking, can't even remember the tweet now. Uh, sorry, I told him to look up passive income and, uh, and just kept it, have a great Memorial Day. Yeah. It's like, how do you not understand? Like, what do you, like, there's no winning with these people. That's what no. it's just, like, they're. No, and I, I mean, there's not. And I mean, it's, first of all, it, they're not in touch with reality. Like I said, there's a lot of people, and I mean, it's not all of them, but there's a lot of Marks, and they live in kind of like a Mark world. Yeah, and the hard it's Mark a world. Well, it, it, it's filled of, I can say whatever I want, whenever I want, and there's no consequences. Yep. And then it's the fact that they feel that they have a really big voice because they bought a ticket to a show or they bought somebody's T-shirt. And then they also feel extra privileged because whether it's through Twitter or Instagram, they can leave you a comment or a tweet and they feel like I can give him a jab and he can't do anything about it. Worst case scenario, he blocks me. Okay, fine. Right. Yeah. But to, to speak ignorantly and to, I mean, you want to have an example of somebody talking out of their ass. It's like, so hold on. Maybe Grant Cardone is, is hard up for money because he mentions you know, Cardone Capital on Instagram yeah. every day. Forget the fact that he just or bought he a new fucking, yeah. uh, uh, what is it, a, a G65 jet <laughs> yeah, or yeah. Uh, 65 Can you imagine? I'm sure he, he gets a, a shit ton of hate, too, with all these guys. That's what people don't know. It, it's just... Well, I'm sure, he, I'm sure he does, too. But the fact is, you know, he promotes, you know, obviously, in addition to everything else he sells, like the Cardone U and all that other stuff, he's always talking about real estate yep. and multifamily homes. And he mentions Cardone Capital every single day. And... You know what, what do you think? Like this guy's living in a in a multi-million dollar. Yeah. Well, but I mean, like he's full of shit. He's he's multi multi-million dollar uh, suites on Miami Beach and his fucking fifty sixty million dollar jet. Like, yep. you know that he just upgraded from his like whatever it was twenty million dollar jet. That piece of shit. Like you know. Like, yeah, yeah. It's it, it's it, he doesn't know what he, he must be hard up, and it's just when I have no problem with people thinking whatever they want to think you can't change the way people think yeah. but when they say things in public or in a public setting like social media and they're so wrong like you know you start to think about like holy you know, the reflection of the society yeah in, in some regards because it's like how can you just you know i mean really you're so out of touch it happens and it ha it, this just happened by the way uh before we take uh, our first break here, the uh, Roman situation I just saw. Did you see that? Where there was a situation where I guess um, a guy, a grown man, went up to him uh, while he was uh, feeding his son and with his daughter, or feeding his daughter and with his son, whom he's he's on the road nonstop, and uh, he told the guy sorry, but I guess the guy stormed off and uh, was pissed off because he did not want to take a photo with him because he was with his kids. Yeah, and in. in they went on social media and spun the story and said that it was a little girl that came up to him and that wasn't the case. And he had to clear that up. But it's just like these people, they're evil. And they know that they, that fan, no wrestler's ever rude. You're allowed to say no thank you mm -hmm. for things. And, and it is, you're not entitled to anything. You're allowed to say no thank you to people. Yes. And, and most of the guys or girls do. 
And this one person went then on social media and tried to make him look even worse mm -hmm. and said it was a little girl, which is, I guarantee you in that situation, he talks to that girl a little differently than he does that grown man. Yeah. Because that grown man should fucking know better and not mm -hmm. be a goddamn fucking idiot. Yeah. But they are. Oh, my God. I got, look, here's here's a quick little story. So in uh, Backlash was in uh, Edmonton uh, right after WrestleMania 20. I can't remember what year that was, 2004 maybe. And at the time, I was talking with the Canadian president at the time, Carl DeMarco. Yeah. And he, he told me that the, the hotel, the talent was going to be at. And he said that, you know, he told me specific people to go look for after the show and to try and, you know, have a drink with them and just open up lines of communication because he had opened up communication with Stanford from, from Canada. So... I go to the hotel. This is the TV most, hotel? Yeah, after Backlash. Right. And Hold so, on, JD. I don't want to – we're going to take a break right here, and when we come back, we're going to continue this story because you've told me this, and it's great. And uh, we'll be right back after these messages. Hey, guys. This is the big guy, Ryback. And I want to personally say thank you to you guys, our great listeners and supporters, for an amazing 2017 2018 is surely going to be even better. Feed Me More Nutrition, my natural premium sports nutrition company, had a phenomenal first year, and that's thanks to you. We are adding Finish It Branch Chain Amino Acid Electrolyte Pump Matrix to the lineup for 2018 and have even more exciting custom formulas coming in the upcoming months. If you've been putting off getting in better shape and getting healthy for not only you, but your loved ones, now is the time to do it. Whether it's consuming more lean protein, burning some unwanted pounds, increasing your natural testosterone and sex drive, or ramping up your energy levels, Feed Me More Nutrition has you covered. As always, positive Amazon reviews are greatly appreciated. 2018 is your year. Get hungry. Stay hungry. Feed. Me. More. And we're back. All right. Sorry to cut you off there, JD. We didn't buy an expensive enough camera, apparently. So it's <laughs> yeah, eight hundred dollars for a camera is it not? Yeah, yeah. I, biggest eight hundred dollars I just wasted right there. So, anyways, onto this camera? suspense of the story. You're at the TV hotel, and uh, most of the guys ended up going through uh, a back entrance, and uh, hardly anybody, you know, came down. But uh, Flair came down, and there was a family there that he met. I don't know who they were. And they sat down because was, it was a full restaurant in the lobby. And, you know, I was just sort of sitting off to the side with another worker, and I had my resume, 8x10s, DVD, you know, a fucking sheet of paper with all the promotions I worked for and, you know, just my wrestling resume, which really didn't mean shit. But um, anyways... Uh, a couple of fans strolled in, and Bischoff was at the bar by himself, I remember, and he saw the fans, and he finished his beer, and he left. And so there was just Flair uh, sitting with this family. There was, I don't remember, maybe four or five people. Um, so this these people were, or these marks, they were drunk, and guy walks right up to Flair and says, can I have your autograph? And... They had ordered food, but it hadn't come yet. And Flair said, I'll tell you what, buddy. If you just go sit over there and let me finish my dinner, I'll take a picture with you. 
I'll, I'll sign whatever you want me to sign, but just I'm hungry. You know, I wrestled tonight. I'm with these lovely people. Just let me, let me finish my dinner. Relax for a minute. Yep. He was very polite. And, uh, so this guy goes, and I mean, there was probably 20 tables, 30 tables in this restaurant. It was huge. And the guy goes and sits like one or two tables away. And he's uh, leaning over on the edge of the chair on the top, staring at, at Flair. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, a couple of minutes had passed. And I mean, you could tell that the guy was drunk. So he, he tried again. And the food still hadn't even come yet. And Flair says... Hey man, I told you. Just let us let, let me finish my food. He, and, he didn't, uh, he didn't understand he... what he just laid out to him. He mm-hmm. he did not understand. No. That. Okay. And he said he just says, "Look, let me finish my food, and I'm all yours." Super polite. I thought, wow, you know, for the second attempt, Flair's still. So about ten minutes later, uh, food still hadn't arrived because they probably just had ordered when the guy first came up. He goes up to Flair again. And he had a chair from the pay-per-view, so he must have had like a floor seat or whatever. Yeah. And he says, you know, hey, Rick, can you sign my chair? And Flair snapped his head, and his face got beat red, and he's like, look, pal, I already (laughs) told you twice to let me finish my food. And I said, I'll do whatever you want. And his face is getting like beat red. He turns, he's like, I'll take a picture with you. I'll sign your chair. I'll sign anything you want. But just let me finish my food. And the guy goes, literally, he goes, fuck you, Flair. I bought a ticket to see you tonight. You can't even sign my shit. Go fuck yourself. And he took the chair and he threw it at the glass door. Jesus. And he missed This is what we're dealing with. People need to to hear these stories. Because this has happened to every wrestler. He missed the the door. (laughs) Of course he missed the door. (laughs) Yeah, Wait, what do you mean he missed the door? Oh, man. I wish, <laughs> I wish there was... Like, he threw the chair and hit a little girl in the head. He oh fucking missed yeah, the I mean, window. There's glass everywhere, so you would think that if he missed the door, he would have knocked out you know, one of the floor-to-ceiling windows. There's got to be a security camera so Flair, somewhere. He seriously you know, got to, Flair oh. popped out of his chair, and he loosened up his tie. Oh. And it's like, you know, it was straight up like promo, but there was... Uh, some kind of security that came in and they took the guy outside and he picked up the chair. And as soon as he got outside, um, there was a cross (laughs) crosswalk right there. He throws the chair across the crosswalk while cars are driving (laughs) and he keeps turning around, giving the double middle finger and he's screaming from outside. Fuck you, Flair. Fuck you, Flair. Uh, Jesus Christ. Like this is, uh, this is what we deal with. Uh, that I, I love that story. It, it, it's even better this time than the last. That's so funny. The uh, I had a well, fan. But the, the best part was I don't think oh. you know Flair didn't know why I was there, and <sighs> me and and the guy I was sitting with, we were the only other people sitting there. Yeah. So, um, Flair left and he walked past our table, and I just you know I said hello, and he said how you doing guys, and he got on the elevator, and like three minutes later the waiter came up, and he had you know I I had ordered a coke and eat, or a beer and my buddy ordered something and the waiter came up with like four or five of each and he said compliments of mr flair oh wow ah that's a <laughs> that's a great see if you let a man eat yeah he's pe- so much so much calmer because people can get angry. yeah no it's it, uh it's happened I've seen it happen and I've been a part of it countless times 
And uh, there's fans that just sometimes when they're very polite and it's they just want to say hello. Yeah. And it's awesome that I and, hey Ryback just you know I just want to say hi. They don't even want to. They, ever Joe Rogan was just talking about this. Everybody feels they want fucking pictures to put on their social media. Of course. And outside of four kids who just don't. That's they. That's it's an entirely different thing. Yeah. But grown adults. There's just common sense and a lot of, not saying, it's not everybody, because there's a lot of very polite, great people out there. There's just a select certain portion that want it for their Facebooks mm-hmm. to enhance their social status, to show people that their lives mean as shit or whatever the fuck re- their reasons are for it. But it, they'll do the dumbest things yeah. in order to fulfill that need. Well, it's funny because yesterday, um, Vicky Chase is a friend of mine. Uh, and also, Yeah, yeah. You hang around a bunch of porn, porn stars. stars. We get yeah. an Asian joke. But okay. no, so she got tickets to see uh, Jennifer Lopez. And so J-Lo. Yeah, I saw a lot of the girls I follow posting. They were at the concert yeah, yesterday. Yeah, and so uh, she actually got a meet and greet which was, I found out, was $1,500 to meet Jennifer Lopez. Seems like a good investment. Yeah. So um, the security security made a briefing saying that, hey, Jennifer Lopez, it's just like a normal human being. Don't come up to her and grab her. It's like, it's yeah. like if you were at a, a store and a random person... Comes up to you and hugs you. Yeah, that's gonna be creepy. That's what I try so, to tell people in regular everyday situations. Yeah. If you, hey, if you turn on your camera and start recording, just any stranger at the grocery store. Yeah, it's weird, right? And yeah. then you look at their face, and they they process it, and they go, yeah. yeah. So why is it okay? In the in this right. Weird, so yeah. So Great point. yeah, and so oh, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, JD. Oh no, I was gonna say perfect example just happened this weekend actually with my buddy up in Edmonton. He. Uh, he runs a high-end strip club. Sounds like a good See guy. See a common yeah. theme here, you guys? Yeah. <laughs> we love And uh, yeah. Jeremy Piven was going is on tour for, for a stand-up right now. Mm-hmm. And my buddy sent him a direct message on Instagram saying, hey, listen, because he was doing, I guess, like two shows up there or something. He was there for the weekend. He said, listen, when you're up here, if you want to come to the club, we'll make sure that you're off to the side. And out of, you know, customer's sight, we'll make sure you're taken care of. If you don't want to drive, we'll send a limo for you. And, uh, you know, Piven wrote back a couple times. And uh, he says, I don't know if I'll stop by the club. You know, I could use a little help navigating around town. I don't really know much about Edmonton. He says, cool, just let me know what you need and I'll, uh, I'll help you out. So then next thing you know, two days later, Piven shoots him a direct message on Instagram with his cell number and says, here's my number. Give me your number. I'll text you when I land. So he started texting with him when he landed in Edmonton. And he said, did you get tickets to my show? If not, let me bring you to the show. So he took him to the show and uh, he was just real cool with him and stuff. And he straight up said to my buddy, he says, the reason that I was, you know, cool with you and gave you my number and everything is like, cause you just talk to me like a regular guy. And yeah. he says, and because, he goes, and you didn't ask me for anything. He yeah. goes, you offered me hospitality with nothing in return. Yeah. He goes, so I get it. He goes, you're, you, you understand that I'm just a normal guy. That's the one thing. I, that's that's the disconnect for that, and I. That's why I wish everybody could experience some sort of fame. And they, yeah. they, I feel like you need to to truly understand it, mm-hmm. or you not you shouldn't have to experience that to understand it. But a lot of people don't. 
and uh, yeah, it's just, we're all just regular people. That's just why I get what, along so. with a lot of a lot of people because I don't treat them of what they do yeah. for a living. You know, I treat yep. them as like, hey, how are you doing? You know, just like asking him, how's your day? How's things are going? You know, you know, just like normal everyday stuff, and you know, just don't even. You know, like when fans come up to you, it's like, dude, what you did was, you know, was cool and stuff like that. Yeah, it's fine and Danny, but yeah. that's work, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's so. just, it's just the way. Yeah, just treat people normal. It's it goes and, a long know, ways. It, when uh, when Piven was just direct messaging with him, you know, he 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 was texting me and he says, "Man, I don't know why he's replying to me." And I said, because you're not asking him for anything and you're not acting like yeah. a mark, like you're not, you're not, you know what I mean, like. I said you offered him something. You didn't ask him like, "Hey, do you think you could do pictures at the club?" Or, yeah. you know, do you think you, you know, you you asked him for nothing. And then, sure enough, like, you know, last night he goes, "Man, you were right." He goes, "He straight up told me that the reason he was cool with me and gave me his number and stuff was because, you know, I just treated him like a normal guy." Yeah. Well, that's there's you know, the saying: the more you give, the more you get. That's what they say, right? If uh, well, yeah. you keep that in your head. It's uh, not to say that's always the case, but it's, uh, I don't know. I noticed today I actually had, there was a guy, he's actually a very loyal follower, but he was, I guess it's, it's uh, Memorial Day uh, today, mm-hmm. and I had put out a thing for the discount for Feed Me More Nutrition for the website mm-hmm. for the 20% off, and I, but I mentioned Happy Memorial Day. Is that now? Are you guys? Is it? Is, is that come across as uh, disrespectful? Because to him, it was apparently as far as uh, I guess, and that's what I was trying to like. And it, it was. I'm looking at it. He he's he served, and yeah. and I and for him, it's not a happy day, I guess. And I but I was like, well, what are you supposed to say? Because that's we kind of that's what we a lot do of we, a lot of people will say thank you for your service. Yeah, no, you know, yeah, but I never. Like as far as the people, yeah, ha- happy can, Memorial Day for the people that celebrate, have a happy and safe yeah, Memorial Day. Exactly. I just never, I've always, I've always heard that. Yeah. So I just never, but it was interesting. It just came out. I was so curious what you. Yeah, I mean, of. it it can be because people look at Memorial Day as just a day off that they don't even think about. They don't. Yeah. For. And so I think when someone who serves had members of the armed force, you know, part of me, and you know, have have friends and you know who died or whatever yep. it. It does hurt, you know. It just brings back, you know, bad memories. Painful memories, like, yeah. And so, yeah, it can, it can. That's it, what, but it has different meaning. It's for different, different meaning for, for different people, depending on what your life is. And what yeah. Is. So I was just, I saw that. I was like, I, I understand yeah. that. Yeah. Like, you know, it, you didn't mean dis- disrespectful. Yeah, yeah. You just meant that those people who are celebrating that enjoy it, you know, you know, have you know, enjoy your day off and stuff like that. But the the true meaning of Moral Day is to honor and and yep. and. and Say thank you to the people who serve uh, for this country. Yep. So thank you, everyone. Yeah. That's uh, no. It's. Uh, I was just curious on that though, but it's. That was just. That's the thing. And just going back to the fans on social media, just sometimes it's like you, you can never win. No. It's uh, because everyone again does have have an opinion, but I did have some good news. I got contacted by Real Good Pizza this week. Yeah. Uh, which you have, have you had them, JD? The Real Good Pizzas yet? I have. One in my freezer. I haven't. Uh, I haven't tried it yet. You know, uh, really, a lot of build up to, a lot of build up to it, and then I saw how small it was, <laughs> yep. and I was like, oh sh- yeah, shit, I'm gonna have to. Uh, here, I was actually thinking like, 
you know, the pizza would be sufficient. No, these for are a these meal. are personal pizzas, but they are they're keto friendly. So if you're doing a no carb day, they're very low in carbohydrates. Uh, they have a little bit of fat in them and very high protein. So, uh, and I will say, I I absolutely love these things. And Pat actually was the one that turned me on to them. And when I first had it, I don't know if the if the um, if the, the the dough is like a chicken breast type. Uh, somebody was saying that the dough is actually made from like a chicken breast, which would explain the it high is, protein. Yeah. It is, I believe. Yeah. And my Asian Joe, my tech guy, looking that information up now. Uh, that the taste at first, it was, it seemed, it was different, but it wasn't bad. I actually liked it, but it just was different because I think it, whenever if you, you hear pizza, you just instantly think, you, oh, is it going to taste like Papa John's or Pizza Hut or whatever pizza, Little Caesars that you eat, Domino's? But it, uh, I love them. They contacted me though because one of Kaiback, one of our loyal, loyal fans, had contacted them. And let them know that I talk about them on the podcast. So they are actually now, we're getting a new sales team actually also with Art19, the platform that we're hosted on uh, coming up in the upcoming weeks. But they reached out. They are sending me a bunch of the real good pizzas and enchiladas. And they're interested in uh, doing advertising on the podcast. So it's uh, thank you to Kaiback out there for your, for your loyal efforts and, and hooking that connection up. Um, they actually are, they're having a business meeting on Tuesday, I think tomorrow. Okay. So, uh, we'll see what happens with that. But, uh, yeah, the crust is, uh, all natural chicken breast with Parmesan cheese. Yeah. It's there. They're, I love them. I, I tell everyone it's really, really beneficial for, uh, for the keto diet. And I just have one a day. I usually do it in the morning. I do my bacon, my lean bacon with uh, a real good pizza. And every once in a while I'll throw in a real good enchilada because I'm, I'm finding myself doing the, uh, Intermittent fasting, the, um, we were talking about this JD earlier. I, my stomach is shrinking with the amount of food that I, I'm not able to eat as much as I was, Yeah. but I went to bed weighing 284 last night and I, I just, I was, I took 12 days off from weights when I got back from Australia, which I haven't forgotten. We're going to talk all about the Australian trip, the second half, waiting on a couple things to go through, which I'll explain. It should be by next week. Okay. We can clear all that up and uh it, it's a hell of a story you're going to want to hear it but um i'm finding myself only eating three times a day now in that eight hour period with mm-hmm. the 16 hours of not eating but it's getting hard i have to eat bigger meals but even today before before we did this podcast i made deviled eggs my my six deviled eggs whole eggs which are 12 halves on that and then uh two grilled chicken breast okay. i could barely finish my chicken breast by the end i was just which before I would be able to eat all that and not even feel like I ate anything. I just, that's how I've always been. Mm-hmm. But I constantly have been force feeding myself for so many years and now going these 16 hours without eating. It, it's like, and you were mentioning this to me, my JD, my, my stomach is shrinking. Is that correct? Well, that's probably what's happening. I mean, anybody who's ever been sick for an extended period of time and, you know, to where they're not eating, you know, they notice afterwards when they are able to eat again um they can't eat as much and it's you know it's just like in the beginning i remember the first time i ever went into a supplement shop when i was 18 years old and the guy behind the counter was huge and i said you know what do i got to do to be huge and he says you have to eat a lot and i said well 
I can't eat a lot because I get full. <laughs> you know, what am I supposed to do? And he said, he goes, you're going to have to force feed yourself. He goes, you're going to have to stretch out your stomach. And I'm thinking like, what the fuck, you know? Yeah. And, but I, and, and I, I never did that. I never force fed myself until 2009. And I did it as a one month experiment. And, uh, not only did I, put on muscle, but I leaned right out because I did very low carb for the month, but I was, the amount of food, you know, I was normally doing like four meals a day and I went to six. So I was doing, you know, a pound of chicken, a pound of steak and, uh, one or two shakes. And I don't remember what else I was doing, but normally I would have done like six ounces of chicken each meal and six ounces of steak or whatever. But at that point it was eight and eight. And then I just remember sitting there, holding my plate going i don't want the first bite and i got lots of bites left yeah yeah that's me right but then yeah and then the same thing was eventually because i i I did that as an experiment leading up to to my first competition eventually i don't remember when you know i sort of take a break from eating so much and you get you know relaxed with the diet and then okay well time to go back up to six meals and it's like uh uh-uh. uh, I was just doing four work. a day. Yeah, yeah no, and it, it's it, it's worse with the fasting too. Well, not worse, but it's different with the fasting because there's nothing in there. So yeah, once that food digests, you know, it totally contracts up on you. And and uh, but hey, as long as you're getting what you need. Yep, and I'm you know, keeping be, my fat with coconut oil and guacamole. I with my meals to keep my my calories up because my weight. Is still like I said. This is I just took twelve days off of weights, and normally my body weight would have dropped down mm-hmm. to probably like usually twelve days off of no weights and doing cardio still outside of I think I took four or five days off of the gym totally from my last two days in Australia, which was just by the travel requirements. We I, there was no way to work out, but the and then it took the first few when I got home because I was all off. And I realized just to let my body rest while I had this little window to take some time off. But my weight has stayed. Like I said, I was 284 going to bed. So I'm still around 280, I would imagine. And it's like, I might, so I'm, I'm keeping my weight, but it's burning. I could clearly see a difference doing it. Okay. So. Now, here's my question, though. Since your stomach is shrinking, how are you going to do these competitive eating challenges? This is what I'm now, like, I'm, I don't know what's going on. Like, I, it's, I don't know if I'm really fucking myself. Oh, yeah. I'm just going to suck at these competitions. Uh, yeah. Look at this little bitch. He just start tapping out. I can't eat the first burger. That's, uh, somebody actually, you know what? So, me with my entrepreneur mindset and everything, Somebody, a fan, actually said that they go. You should take Asian Joe on the road with you. Yeah, someone I saw that. And I actually, you know, because here's the thing, and this is one of the things. And like, people don't see what I'm doing. A lot of people, Uh so they don't know outside of if you follow my social media. But if I had somebody and say for my wrestling events, and I I have the promoter book. You an air ticket, and I just take it out of my cut. Sure, you know what I mean. Yeah. And but and we film my life on the road in these yeah. things, or not you, but somebody. I mean, uh, I can I can definitely do it. I mean, I have my cameras and stuff like that. And I, it would it would be allow for me to put out content like in JD, kind of like what Grant is doing and Ty on their whole end. But for me, with my wrestling and my stuff at home, yeah, it would it would be able to highlight that on social media. And I go that if I could pull that off, that would fucking help things tremendously. 
So I don't know. I, you I, know, I, your marketing team should do should do something like that. As far as like they do everything, they're straight up just social media. Like, okay. Like target target audiences sure. on Facebook and Instagram, yeah. and like, and, they, and they've been doing a good job. But I think, I think now with the with the YouTube channel, I think yeah. with your YouTube channel, but we should also do like, you know, I know you you record yourself with your with your phone and stuff like that, but it should be like. A day in the life of Ryback or something like that. And yeah, well, that's the thing. When you just film content, though, yeah, it's just recording, and whatever happens, happens. You can edit that footage into stuff that you need. Yeah, you can make you can make inspirational videos. You can just make a day in the life video. You can do so many different things. But I was like, that's goddamn, that's not a bad idea. Yeah, to start, but it takes a little bit of work and effort. Of but it's, uh, I'm not doing anything I wouldn't be doing to begin with. Except for just bringing somebody with me to start recording, yeah. Which is something I'm, I'm not always the most uh, social media friendly guy, <laughs> sure, even course. though I've I've adapted over the years. But. Yeah, just have an Asian guy follow you with a camera. Yeah, that's, just that's rude. A, that's a god damn it, Joe! I'm trying to shower. <laughs> <laughs> okay, first of all, but you know, that you would know not happen. Some of these people, some of these people, they they do it themselves, right? Like they'll have tripods and they'll have oh, yeah. these. Those those handheld cameras that you know stay in position no matter if they're walking. I don't think I could be one of those people who. It's tough. Fi- well, filmed yourself. Like I would rather have somebody filming me. Yeah, I think I would too. That... Me filming myself because it's like I, you know it's like the whole selfie thing and stuff too. It's like I would rather, you know, maybe it's because, you know, in being involved in wrestling and stuff before social media like other people took your pictures other people recorded mm-hmm. your matches yeah, other yeah. people filmed all your stuff for you and now we're in this age of everybody does it themselves like i feel weird most of the time even just thinking about taking pictures of myself i've had yeah. my picture taken so many times like i'm like i don't give a shit because i'm gonna conscious, take a picture of myself it looks like a bigger yeah. deal too though when you have somebody doing yeah because you're conscious of what you're shooting and yeah. so when you have somebody it's more natural the camera is more natural yep. And the the camera guy or whoever's holding the camera will pick up, you know, because they're seeing everything. Whereas when you're recording yourself, you're only seeing yourself. Yeah, it's just a, it's a totally different feel. Yeah. I agree with you guys completely on that. That's that's one of the reasons I don't like doing that stuff. But if there's somebody there, especially the wrestling events and stuff, mm-hmm. I feel like people need to see that and see these great turnouts we have with these meet and greets and the interactions and see a different side of pro wrestling that you don't always get to see and stuff and stuff with I got going. I don't know. It's just... And I was thinking about it. I was like, I got to really fucking... Because I think it would... With social media... And, and Gary Vaynerchuk's always p- talking about there's no more middleman, right? That there's... The, the, the key to success all lies within social media now. And it, it, and it is true on that. That if you do stuff right, and it, it, it creates interest with people, they will follow you. Mm-hmm. So, and it's... Because you out there are people out there that have not... You had TV or any of this... And they have great social media followings, and outside of chicks with hot asses, that they're all going to end up getting a million followers at some point. I and do it, enjoy girls with hot. Which I think that, that's probably the highlight of every man. Exactly. Every man. That's why they like Instagram. <laughs> I feel like is that platform provides endless asses. Of course. And it doesn't feel like you're watching porn. No. It's like it's more accepted. <laughs> but it's just like, oh, I could just look at all these beautiful asses all day long, and I'm not a creep. Yeah. But. Or you are a creep. I don't know. It, it's why I am. You know, you know and another thing it would help with, too, is, you know, we talked about this before. There are people, you know, haters on, on Twitter or wherever, they act like because you're not working for, you know, kind of like an indie darling. Yeah. 
federation that you're not wrestling anywhere. And I said, I used to work for feds that drew a thousand to 2000 people to show yep. all the time. And they never had any internet presence at all. Yep. And I remember, you know, I would get to the show and be pleasantly surprised going, Holy fuck. Like, first of all, I've never heard of this federation. Second of all, they have nothing going on online. And, but Holy shit, there's 1800 people here today in the middle of, you know, nowhere, Virginia. And it's like, well, I don't, who cares? Like what the fucking internet thinks. And there's a lot of companies, not to say they're all drawn, you know, a thousand, two thousand, but there's a lot of companies that do get good crowds and they don't have, you know, iPay-Per-View or they don't really have much no. of an internet presence. They're just doing their own little thing, whether it's, you know, once a month, once every six weeks, they just run their own little thing in their own little town and they stay in their own little space, but they do it and they do it pretty good. And just because it's not, a company that's widely known on the internet doesn't mean that they're still not doing it. And that when you go to these shows, it doesn't mean the show is worth any less than if it's fucking, you know, wrestling, 300 people. Yep. Yeah. Or 300 people at pro wrestling gorilla, because I would rather have any day of the week, a show with 1500 fans versus 200 out of control. I love wrestling to death fans. Like, Get, I'd rather have the bigger crowd any day of the week. And if it means that nobody knows that this show exists and the results aren't going to be posted anywhere, I don't give a shit because yeah. I, I'm not doing or I wasn't doing what I was doing for the results. And WWE doesn't give a shit. You know, they're not sitting there going, no. oh, man, did you see this? Ryback wrestled in Spotsylvania, Virginia, 1,211 people. Holy shit. Yeah. Maybe we, like they don't give a fuck. No, it's uh, and that's the other thing in. We've expressed this time and time again, and as far as my decisions that I made, and, and with the health and everything, and, and using this time to get myself healthy and wrestle at my own leisure. But that's one of the things, and the Cody situation is entirely different than my situation because I wanted to do business stuff, and my health became a major factor. And I can't join anywhere else. I've said that for I don't know how long now, but people hear what they want to hear, or they don't hear, and. It's, uh, but I'm able to go to these independent promotions and make money I am beyond thankful for because I have my name and my brand and I've been able to take that and, and capitalize on that and still do what I love and, and have, and do it when I need to, not on a, not say you got to wrestle four matches in four days and you got to do this every week because I physically, my body couldn't do that for this time until I knew I was going to be able to get better. And, and luckily I'm much closer to that, but there's if they don't see it, they just think that oh you you suck you're not doing anything you're a loser. A lot of people think even if you wrestle in front of 500 people, they don't understand that. No, that promoter made money for that show still bringing bringing me in, and I'm making I'm making my money and all that. And they they just have no concept. And if they knew it, it's actually more than a lot of the WWE guys get paid per match. It's they wouldn't they just don't they can't comprehend that because it's not. What they what they're accustomed to seeing and whatnot, but well, they also think everything's the same, and it's not. You know, meaning you're wrestling on the indies, and so is Cody. So everything must be the same, and then therefore he's he's doing so much better than you because he's at Ring of Honor, New Japan. But people don't understand that if you have different intentions and different goals, what you're doing is not going to be the same. You know, he. Cody obviously 
has a chip on his shoulder with in regards to how he was utilized the WWE and he obviously and rightfully so should have been in a different spot, but they didn't see it that way. Hey, so just like a lot of guys. Let me, JD, not to cut you off again, but let, let's take one more break here and we're going to come back and continue this story here because this is you're, you're bringing up a really good point that I want to talk about, actually, that was something that I heard. But we're going to take one last break here, guys, and we'll be right back. All right, we're back. And all right, the suspense. The, c- c- continue on. <laughs> Sorry. So, like, you know, Cody and, and lots of guys before him who don't feel like they were in the right spot or given the right opportunities, they leave and they go and they either reinvent themselves or they they just leave and they go and, and do things that change the way they're looked at. Because, yeah. you know, one of the things that I was told really early on with WWE is you got to be careful because they like to put labels on people. And sometimes those labels don't come off. And once you got that label on yeah. you, no matter how good you are or how many people like you, if they see you in a certain way only, sometimes you can't change your mind. Absolutely. So maybe some of these guys have labels on them and they feel like they deserve more. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. So they leave and they go and they show that. Yeah. But there are other people who go on the indies that aren't trying to prove anything. You're 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 on the independence because you are able to make money and command doing what salary. I like, yeah. like. Well, like John Morrison's another example. Like he didn't leave WWE and go on the indies and go on this campaign of proving like I should have been a main eventer. Yeah. He went out and he took bookings only when he wanted or has been. He it's got to make sense for him. He gets the money he wants. Yep. He's not shortchanging himself. He's allowing himself the freedom to do other things outside. Of, see, that's the other thing too. People don't understand. Maybe you don't want to just wrestle. Yeah. And here you are. Like you started the supplement company. You want to get involved with real estate. You are getting involved with real estate. People have to understand this shit takes time. Absolutely. It takes a lot of fucking yep. time. And there are only so many hours in a day. And sometimes you don't have a lot of help around you. So you're spending a lot of time doing due diligence. You're learning everything the hard way. Yep. And I know all this from firsthand experience. So you can't sit there and cater to the wrestling fans who think that if you're not in this federation or in this company, that you're not doing shit because your goal isn't and you don't care. But yeah. they think everybody's trying to do the same thing and that's just not the case that's and, and you bring up a good point in the selling because I actually and I talked to you about this about uh, I'm extremely happy uh, for Cody and and his the route that he has taken and and it has fit him very well I think people they they oftentimes they just think everything is the same like you said and and when I left I left for the reasons I stated, somebody there was somebody who didn't again today saying Ryback left because he didn't get enough money. Like again, complete lie. I the money that they offered me was great and I was happy with that. That had very little to do with the decisions that I made at the end of the day. But I was hurt. I knew I was hurt when I was there, and I'd asked for my contract to expire. It, they were told me that they were gonna they were gonna job me out on TV, then fire me, and what. Well, Job me out, embarrass me, whatever it was, then fire me, and I wouldn't want that. And that was from Mark Carano. 
Now, could I have actually gone and talked to Hunter and Vince past that? Which there are many discussions past that, but once that comes from the top, and we've seen it play out with other guys, they're dating back throughout the history of wrestling. I'd been there my whole life. I wasn't happy with that, and I chose to leave and go do these other things. And then I found out my health was not something that time off was going to fix, that I had these very serious health conditions, mainly four discs in my back that I was told I needed fused. That changes everything, and the business stuff was already going on, but I then, I, I had to focus on, okay, I could do wrestling sporadically in this, throughout this time and do the stem cell treatments on my back and shoulder and try to rebuild my body and learn how to make money in other ways besides wrestling and still get to do what I love at, at a, a frequent enough rate where I, I don't get, get ring rust, essentially, and, and keep myself in the game somewhat. But it was an entirely different path. And, and the reason why we're talking about this is because when I talked to you, J.D., about this, is I heard, and I think it's important for people to understand, Cody left for entirely different reasons than I left, and then, then probably different reasons than for Swagger and for other people who are fired and whatnot. It's just that it's not all just the same. But, but most people don't dig deep enough to know that and understand it. And, and even though we talk about it time and time again, but I'm extremely proud for Cody and happy uh, for everything. And I, I think his all-in event is going to be really, really good. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do after that for sure. But, yeah, just wanted to get that out. I think it can never say it enough. So, <laughs> But with that, I think uh, we'll go ahead and we'll uh, wrap up this week's show. J.D., we appreciate you joining in. And uh, for everybody out there, where could we follow you? Anything you want to plug uh, and let people know? Just my Instagram, at IronAttitudeJD. You won't see shit about me. You'll just see shit about my company. It's customized weight belts, the most unique weight belts in the world. Um, you can contact me through there, or you can visit ironattitudebelts.com. That is the business that uh, I started. I didn't leave WWE, but I walked away from the wrestling business. Yep. And, you know, I had several reasons, but one of them was I just wanted more in life and kind of realized there's more to life than just wrestling after all those years. And this is the business I started. Uh, yeah, I work very hard at it and I'm very proud of it. So I uh, shifted everything from about me, which is what it was when I was wrestling, to about my business. And uh, you've done all my, my my Ryback big guy weight belts, my Feed Me More Nutrition weight belts. And you uh, you were actually the man behind the Ryback singlets as well. So it's uh, – and I, I think everyone check out Iron Attitude and, and – um, I can't put over your weight belts enough. It's uh, the, that other guy. I don't even want to mention his name. He tried to push his weight belt on me, but I was already I was already a JD guy. So, and I when I saw him, I'll never forget. Seamus brought me his belt, and I literally gave it back to him. I go, I don't want this, I, <laughs> and I gave it back to Seamus to give back to the guy, the the other weight belt guy, because it, honestly, I holding it side by side next year, it wasn't even close, and uh, I thought it would just it looked it just looked like a cheaper belt, so. That's, uh, I will always be loyal to Iron Attitude. So, Well, J.D., thank you for joining the show here. We're going to go ahead and uh, we're going to wrap up on our end. But uh, we hopefully uh, can uh, do this again. I think this is uh, – I've, I've enjoyed the show a lot. So. Mm-hmm. I actually did talk a lot. Yeah, it was a good time. Good deal. All right, buddy. Well, we'll talk to you next week, hopefully, or, or whenever you want to be back on. <laughs>
All right. All right. Take Later. care. Later, D. See ya. All right, man. I got to say, I really enjoyed having him on the show. Yeah. He's super. This is what yeah, I was saying. Yeah, he's very. This is the guy I talked to on Voxer all day long. Yeah. And like, we literally <laughs> Going leave off nonstop. 15 minute messages back and forth. Yeah. And like, that's why I just said, I go, why not just do the podcast? It's such natural conversation. I hate having to stop the camera because it's. It cuts into yeah, things a little he, bit. Yeah, he meets he meets like some really cool stories, and we just have to cut it off. But yeah, it sucks. But it allows. This is what when you get somebody, there's it could trigger so many more uh, more memories and yeah. And, and, and he's stories, not known him yeah. for years, yeah. going back all he the way to really OVW. Good stories too, yeah. Oh, he has a lot. People, he's one of the smartest guys in yeah. wrestling that I know, and I, I really think that the conversation with the big guy, the audience, I, I really hope you guys uh, enjoyed him on the show and. If you would like to 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 have JD on more, uh, voice your opinion on social media and let us know what you think. Mm-hmm. And because uh, we're constantly trying to grow and evolve this show and, and make it better for our listeners. And, and as much as I love doing it and stuff, I, I want you guys to enjoy listening more more than anything. So, with that, anything you want to go ahead and plug this week? Um, that's AsianJoe.com. I haven't made an update because I've been busy, but. Asian.com, uh, Webmaster Joe on Twitter and Instagram, and that's pretty much it. All right. You guys can get all Amazon merch for Feed Me More Nutrition, Feed Me More, and the big guy Ryback on Amazon. My P.O. Box is P.O. Box 752740, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89136. Feed Me More Nutrition, available on Amazon, feedmemore.com, and eBay. For personal video shout-outs from myself, go to bookcameo.com slash Ryback. Wake up, it's feeding time. My personal, my personal, my motivation book, motivational book on Amazon in paperback, audible, and Kindle formats. For all pro wrestling bookings, email bookthebigguy at yahoo.com. Also, Bill Barons is going to be handling a lot of my uh, wrestling bookings as well to kind of mix those in uh, with what I got coming into the email. Fuel Meals, my personal meal prep service. Save 15% with discount code thebigguy. FuelMeals.com. Follow us on social media at CWTBG on Twitter at Ryback22 on Twitter at Feed Me More Nutrition on Facebook at The Big Guy Ryback22 on Instagram and at Feed Me More Nutrition on Instagram. Ryback247 on Snapchat. You've just listened to another episode of Conversation with the Big Guy. Go Knights. Feed me more.